0: But we've been talking about the cross. And if you remember, our goal over the next three or four weeks is to prepare us for Easter and to prepare us to go grab some people and bring them in. Lost, lost people. I want you to know those people that you are encounter with, You may, if you don't reach them, they may not get reached. It's your calling. It's your calling. I don't care if you've just been a Christian for a day. All of a sudden, that's your calling to help proclaim the word of God out where you are and let it do its job. The word of God will not return void, but it'll accomplish everything it was set forth to do. But you've got to speak the word. The word has got to be spoken or it won't be spoken. Lead me to the cross. No matter what you're going through, the Lord has an answer for you. He has an answer for you. But there's only one place you can find that answer. And that is at the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ. And it's through the cross and the cross alone that you can receive the supply of everything that you need. The answer to your problem and the release from your burden. All at this one place. You know, we like to go shopping where we can get it all done in one spot. And at the cross, it's all there. Your salvation... Your healing, your forgiveness, your breakthrough, your freedom, your peace. It's all at the cross. And it's nowhere else. There's no other way to the Father but by the cross, but by Jesus. No other way. That's it. Amen. 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 Philippians 4.19. Wish you could quote this one. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus, by Christ Jesus. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Who shall? Jesus. My God shall supply every need, my body, my soul, my mind. Could you catch a, a thread, a, a common thread through worship this morning? It's all about the aweness, the greatness of God. I was on a bus, uh, a foreign bus this week, and he started talking about um, proving whether or not God is real. And of all people for him to quote, he wound up quoting um, the guy from Fox News. Um, Say it again? No. Bill O'Reilly, about how no one can explain how the sun keeps coming up every day. On time, every day. And how it sets, every day. Nobody can explain that. I mean, we can explain how the earth turns, but who tells the sun to do that? God does. Can you imagine the meetings that he has with the moon and the stars and the sun each morning? Hey, time to go? It's time. It's time. No one can explain that. Good. God. It's God. But he's not provided us all these different solutions. He's provided us one solution. We don't have to go and we don't have to meet this need over here and then find the special way to get this key unlocked here and then go over here and find it. No, it's all in one place. It's at the cross of Jesus Christ. But we must make our way to the cross. This is the true meaning and purpose of the cross. On it, a divinely ordained exchange took place. First, Jesus took all the evil consequences and the pain and everything that we should have deserved, everything that we do deserve. He took on everything that we were due because of our sin. That was that word, do you remember? Avon, the sin and consequences. But in exchange, God offers us all the good that was due to Jesus' sinless obedience. Everything that He was due for being perfect, fulfilling it, it perfectly according to God's Word, we are able to receive His, what He deserves. And he took on what we deserve. As Bertie Britt put it, the almost too good to be true gospel. It's almost un, it's almost impossible to understand. That's where faith comes in. The evil due to us came upon Jesus that in return the good due to Jesus might be offered to us. And we looked at these two exchanges last two weeks ago. These two, the first two exchanges of the cross, number one, that Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven and that Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. My Jesus, my God is a God who heals. My God is a God who forgives and it doesn't matter how bad it was. You've come into this place today and you may have this thing on you that you just can't get free of and you feel like there is no way anyone could forgive me of that. I want you to know your answer is at the cross and no other place. Not Xanax, not psychiatrists, not working out, not eating, not drinking, not drugs. The cross. And it will be dealt with and taken care of once and forever. We Elizabeth and I were fortunate enough to uh, have her father and his wife take us to Italy this week this last week and um it is really a uh, difficult thing for us to be without our cell phones i still carried it around every day i just kind of needed it you know there i I got it but it's not working but it's there I, i feel a little bit connected but i'm not i can't use it but we were having to use these things called skype and facetime and that sort of thing and it didn't always work uh their internet and our internet doesn't work exactly the same and it was a pretty big challenge but we were able to communicate through through computers and I was able to call using Skype not not with video but we're able to talk back and forth kind of like a CB radio you talk then I talk and I just had to be patient and everybody wanted to scream and yell all at one time and it was on speakerphone and I was having to say everyone else be quiet only this child speak. And you know, you could hear him just, please let me talk. And then we we weren't able to Skype one, one morning or one night and we're a big time difference. So it was a lot to orchestrate it all. And we used this thing called FaceTime with a Mac that allowed us to video chat. And it was amazing that we were able to see each other and talk across the ocean, real time, not no delays. Well, the next night we couldn't video chat, and I called him on Skype again. And Ruth Ann said, "Where's your face? <laughs> I want to see your face." And I, Elizabeth and I really didn't even talk that deeply about it, but but that is the re- relationship that we are to have with God, with Jesus. Moses said, "Show me your face." I have heard your word. You've been speaking to me this whole time, but there is something in me that wants just a little more. It's not the same, Daddy, that I can hear you. Show me your face. And you know, that was just so precious. Where's your face? And you know, in our worship this morning, you know, all I could think is you're so big, you're so great. You call me by name. You're thinking of me. And in that intimate, as we began to just be intimate, did you notice that that whole song, The Stand, is is speaking out who God is and not knowing how to respond. You've done all this, now what can I do? What can I say to offer this heart to you that would be acceptable to you? And you know what's acceptable to him is the statement, show me your face. I want to see you. I want to go beyond just the reading and the reading is good. I've got to have the word, but I now want relationship. We have come out of this place of tremendous history, tremendous art. You know, it was overwhelming. You know, we got to go into St. Paul's church. No, not St. Paul's church, um, St. Peter's church right next to the Vatican. And he's buried there. And all this magnificent, we went into the Sistine Chapel and found out that it, it, the designs of it is exactly the same designs as the Solomon of Temple, uh, the Temple of Solomon. You know, it, it looked to me like, and I don't want to be anti what I saw, but they were trying to get it right. But then we were told that they have this door at St. Saint, Saint Peter's Church that they open once a year that they offer to allow people to walk through that door once a year, and the the uh, story is if you walk through that door, your sins are all forgiven. And I'm like, where's the where's the decision? Where's the relationship? It comes at no cost. Just walk through a door, and you could see them trying to get it right without God. I am not anti-Catholic. I believe God is completely in the Catholic Church. God came and Jesus came and died for the church. But we, we visited a church. I can't remember the name of it. We, we I'm, I'm telling you, our heads are spinning. We're it, Just in the Vatican alone, if you were to spend one minute in front of every piece of art during the times that it's open, it would take you 12 years to get through it all. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember what I'm seeing here, but... Um, One church seats 30,000 people. Millions of people visit this church every year. Millions. I mean, we had to wait in line to see it. And on Sunday morning mass, there's less than 50 people there. Can you see? It's become, it's become, it's a show. Removed from God. God's removed. And Elizabeth and I came away from there in awe of the splendor of God, but burdened at the same time. But Ruth Ann's statement of, I want to see your face. This is where we're trying to be at Church on the Hill, is to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it says there is only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. Now, I want you to know that in these churches, there, there are pictures and sculptures of Jesus all over. Michelangelo, some of the things that he... That he um, sculpted and drew. Jesus is everywhere, but you can feel that there is something missing. And I want to encourage you: the answer is at the cross of Jesus Christ. I don't want to sound. I don't want to be sacrilegious. The answer is not church. However, church is a part of what of what the Lord has us to do. It's our way of coming together to be a part of the body. But your salvation doesn't come through at church. It's not church that gives salvation. It's Jesus Christ and the cross. You put the combination of what they have in, in Italy with Jesus Christ and I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Because you know what? They were getting it right when it comes to the splendor and the aweness it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But to have a room with no god. It's painful. I don't I don't I can hardly even start. Let's just pray. Father, I just ask you right now First of all, um, I want to ask you for a miracle here in this church. Lord, I'm not here to judge. I thank you for the magnificence, the magnificence of those cathedrals. But Lord, I ask that we not miss it. That we not have Sunday mornings without you. Lord, I desire to, to please you and for this church to be the church that you desire. Lord, let your kingdom come and let your will be done here. Let, us, let me not focus on the speck in someone else's eye and not remove the plank from my own. Lord, we ask for power and breakthrough in this church according to your word and according to your design. But, Lord, over over our nation, Lord, we ask that, Jesus, you be revealed to our nation again. That the cross of Jesus Christ be revealed to this nation again. Lord, I can feel a a preparing the way for you at this Easter. There, There is a time coming this Easter for an opportunity. And, Lord, I ask for the revelation of the cross to be released over our city. Over our nation Lord I pray for the the European nations That Lord that your cross And that Jesus Christ be revealed to that nation Lord I I don't dare to say that they have it wrong And we have it right I can see that in our way of doing things That we have our own traditions We have our own ways of removing you from, From taking over our lives Help us Lord Help us, Lord. Just ask you to help us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me try to do just one of these and then I'll stop. The third aspect. We've just looked at two aspects of the exchange. And the third aspect is revealed in Isaiah 53 that states that the Lord made the soul of Jesus an offering for sin. That the Lord made the soul of Jesus an offering for sin. And this has got to be understand, understood uh, in the light of Mosaic ordinances in the forms of a sin offering. The person who had sinned was required to bring a sacrificial offering, a lamb, an animal, a goat, a bull, or some animal to the priest. He would confess his sin over the offering. And the priest would symbolically transfer the sin that he had confessed from the person to the animal. Can you imagine? We're bringing this animal to be slaughtered so that my sin could then be transferred to this animal. This was God's design. They did not have Jesus Christ at this time. But by God's design, an animal would be killed paying the penalty for the sin that had been offered to it. And this was a design to foreshadow what was, what was to become by the final all-sufficient sacrifice of Jesus. On the cross, the whole sin of the world was transferred to the soul of Jesus. Do you remember Isaiah 53.10 said that it, the Lord made the soul of Jesus an offering for sin? And then in Isaiah 53.12, 53, Isaiah 53.12 went the wrong way. Says that he poured out his soul, unto death. By this sacrificial, substitutionary death, Jesus made atonement for the sin of the whole human race. In 2 Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty-one, Paul refers to uh, Isaiah fifty-three ten. At the same time, he also has a positive aspect to this exchange. 2 Corinthians 5. For he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. When you are at work and you are looking for tools in order to help people to receive the fact that they can be forgiven, this is the scripture. God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. Let me tell you, do not go into battle without your weapon. Your weapon is the word of God. You will have success with the word of God. If you go in unprepared, you are going to struggle. Prepare. We're trying to prepare to win the lost. Are we just about having a good time inside these walls? Are we trying to go out and fish and bring in the lost into this place? Prepare. Here is a scripture that is for preparing. Preparing. Paul doesn't speak about any other kind of righteousness that we can achieve by our own efforts, but about God's own righteousness. A righteousness that has never known sin and none of us can earn it. This is so high and above our own righteousness as heaven is above the earth and it can only be received by faith. So the third aspect can be summed up like this. Jesus was made sin that we might be made righteous. Jesus was made sin that we might be made righteous. If the ushers would go ahead and come forward, we're going we're to now take communion. And I want to encourage you. This is another time that we are given to come to the cross of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know, I, you may say, Pastor, that's, that's it's hard. Well, let me tell you, that's the message of Jesus. That's the message of John the Baptist. And another neat thing is, we saw the burial place of John the Baptist's dad, Zachariah. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable. John the Baptist preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here and is near.